Welcome back to our podcast where we're joined again with somebody that's just like us. Our podcast has the tagline people just like us and today I've got Laura with me, somebody else who's just like us who's going to share a bit about where she's at, uh, who she is and actually what's important to her and again if that's something that interests you and you want to be part of our podcast then please do drop us an email at inquiries at healingfortheheart.co.uk and we'll slot you into one of our uh, recording sessions uh, and we'll hear what you have to say too. So any things that are important to you, if you work for an organisation that you want to talk about how uh, what you do impacts mental health and wellbeing, then we'd love to hear from you. But today it's Laura. Uh, so welcome to our podcast, Laura. It's lovely to have you here. It's great to be here. Uh, why don't you tell us a wee bit about yourself and how you've got to wherever it is you are just now? Oh, that's a big story, Shona. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've probably got a 20-minute podcast. Okay, so, so, so I will condense it, yes. So, so I'm Laura, uh, and I am actually the new minister at White Inch Church in Glasgow. Um, I have spent, um, I spent four years training. I completely changed my life to go into training uh, for ministry um, because before that I worked for a large retailer, big, much loved retailer in this country um, and I worked in uh, internal communications and I, and I was focusing on a lot about creating a culture, um, you know, creating culture within, um, within the staff, um, you know, so that they would buy into you know, uh, be engaged, you know, to sell and, you know, really be engaged in the whole company ethos. Um, And so I found this really exciting. I loved it. Um, I really loved it whenever we moved over to the digital platform as well um, because that was like pioneering um, and we were able to, you know, just try to reach people in different ways, uh, which was fantastic. Um, and so, as you can probably tell, I really loved that <laughs> job, and I loved the, I loved actually the lifestyle as well in it because I would travel. Um, I would travel, um, and you know, down to I worked in Hamilton and Glasgow, and I would travel to Manchester, and I would travel to London, and there were so many great opportunities. But um, God, he kept, you know, he was calling me and calling me, so uh, I I changed my life quite radically yeah. to follow that calling and so um, I'm now a minister but I'm keeping a hand in with my interest in digital um, or all digital communications because I also still as part of my training I had worked with Sanctuary First which is an online church um, and so I still do things um, with them because I really do feel part of that community as well so yes and I have a son he's 22 um, and I'm a granny. Uh, people might not, you know, think that when they see me, but I'm a granny to Alfie, who's four, and Teddy, who's seven months. So, and and I've and I'm mad about animals. I've got horses and dogs and cats. And moving to the city from the countryside, that's been a big a big change in the last what four months. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, on the back end of a pandemic as well. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so 
lots going on then as far as life is concerned yes. lots going on then as far as um, changes in terms of job changes in ter- I mean you've had them all just kind of in the, yes. last, <laughs> in the last wee while um, so you know how do you how do you stay centered how do you actually stay grounded yourself how do you why do you look after your own well-being so that's where that's where my animals come in so as um because it's a wee bit different in the summer you know because with the horses like in the winter time autumn winter spring you have to be there every day you know so you're you're mucking out and there's something actually i really this seems strange, but I love mucking out because it's like, you know, whatever you're holding on to, you're, you're, you're physically actually yeah. mucking it out and getting rid of it. Um, you know, just being with the horses and their energy, you know, because we when you're with horses, you have to be fully present in the moment. As soon as you step inside the stable or their field, whatever their space is, you've got to be fully fully in the moment with them otherwise they end up being quite naughty you know so because they can feel what's coming from you so that is um, that's what keeps me you know going to the stables every day walking my dogs you know sitting you know with the dogs at night time and the cats just 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 being with them that's what and I also find that when I'm out you know when I'm at the stables that's like when I feel really close to God. So, you know, I'm able to, you know, it's just being in nature actually just makes me feel close to God. Yep, that's really, really interesting. There must be something to do with that connection with the animals as well. And I know, I don't know very much about it, so, but I've read about equine therapy and stuff like that. And the horse has been able to pick up what's going on and then respond to whatever is going yes. on. And that sounds as if that really is a real thing then. Oh, I, I definitely is. Actually, in the future, that's where I would see myself, like my ministry kind of evolving to. Um, as, not a ministry to horses. No, not to horses. No, not just to, but but like to to working with um, people and and horses that need to kind of rehab together. Wow, that's that's where I would see. I've had this kind of vision for for a long time. Um, I even put it on my application form when I applied like to, to for the for ministry, um, and nobody said to me, "Oh no, that sounds daft." You know, it's so I, I see it that, and every so often God will keep that within me. You know, so as I know that ultimately that's where I'm heading. Yep. So you know, you've mentioned God several times. So faith's obviously important to you. Yes. Uh-huh. So how does what what's that intersection between faith and your well being then? How does that sit? Because for some people actually faith knocks their well being off. Well not faith but religion maybe knocks their well being uh-huh. off. So how does that faith thing sit with you with your well being? Uh-huh. So for me it like we all have like seasons in life that are tougher than others you know that's just yeah. that's just life and for me I'm not expecting God to magically fix things um, especially whenever quite often what you're going through involves other people yeah. you know and so for me it's like I know like that God's with me so he might not be able to magically solve things for me but he's there like holding me and giving me courage especially like you know sometimes you don't feel like getting up you know yeah. but it's like no nope, I'm getting up and 
just sometimes you does feel like you're living on a prayer, but when you look back, you know you can. It's like oh, God really carried me there. You yeah. Know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that connection thing's interesting. Sometimes we talk about that here, and we talk about that whole um, uh, almost three-way connection. So there's we're built for connection with ourselves, mm-hmm. for connection that's interpersonal with other people, yes. and then connection with something that's beyond ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what you're talking about. There is that connection that's with something, someone that's beyond yourself or beyond the interpersonal. Uh huh. Yes, and I think that's where. I think that's where, for a lot of people, they, they struggle because I think within humans there's this, there's a need, there's a need for connection with something other, you know, yeah. and it's a, it's a, a really deep longing, and until we kind of work out what that is, we can be looking for, you know, that need to be fulfilled, in other places that maybe aren't always healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and so in terms of that connection with God then, so I know that some of the stuff that you've been around, um, not necessarily in your training, but kind of has branched off from your training, has been around about a whole pile of contemplative stuff. Yes. Um, uh-huh. And that's something that, you know, certainly in certainly the client work that I would do, we would talk about daily practices because it's important that you actually have some sort of rhythm to life and what that mm-hmm. looks like. So I don't know if you've got, if you can share a wee bit about the contemplative stuff that you've been involved with. Uh-huh. So I'm um, really, uh, I really love meditation. And I love um, Christian meditation, especially um, the meditation that's kind of based on the work of Saint Ignatius. Um, and uh, I, there's a, I, I took a wee course in a take time meditation, and it was a, a Methodist minister who had started this, and I actually started it because he wanted to. He was doing prison chaplaincy, and he wanted to connect with people that didn't have a faith, um, but that they could encounter Jesus, um, and and it developed from this. And so in this, you, it's like you can do it for five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever you need, but you're getting guided into this space where you know you're having an encounter with Jesus and you can talk to Jesus um and if people don't have a faith you know you do it gent- more gentle you know but for me it's like I'm having this daily encounter with Jesus <laughs> uh, and just you know you just lay things down and ask him what he's thinking you know what he want you know, and then you you get back you know and it's just it's it's really stilling you know Mm -hmm. that and that might be that might be really alien to folk um, you know who are watching this or listening Mm -hmm. to this because that whole idea of religion and faith seems to be something that's completely different Uh because you're talking about a relationship there yes Uh uh-huh and and uh, I think that's I think that's what's most important you know that that's what because that's I think that's what a lot of my ministry is about is is about connecting people to that relationship with God and then for people who have that connection actually taking them deeper you know deeper into relationship with God so that's where um I feel my ministry is as well um you know for and that's a because that's it's just a it's 
that's what you I think you're needing. It's like to know that you've got a friend that's there, a friend that's there that's constant, yeah. constant, yeah. and it's tapping into it because so is that you know how you can like, you know, get that access. You know, because if you you don't know, it's like. And actually, a lot of time in church, you know, a lot of churches, you know, sometimes people are going, but they're not actually having that personal encounter, that relationship um, with yeah. Jesus. I suppose it's a bit like knowing how to connect, isn't it? Because uh-huh. that's what you just said. So, like, if I wanted to connect with you, then I might phone you or I might send you a text message or whatever. Uh-huh. And so it's a, I suppose it's how it suppose it's. God's phone number, if you like, it's and it's uh-huh. how you do that, how you make uh-huh. that connection. So, how do you see that then impacting, you know, your mental health and well-being, or the mental health and well-being of other folks that you facilitate that kind of stuff for? Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's really that I think that um, I think that relationships really important for your well-being because to know that you are because I think it's people want to know that God hears them yeah. you know um, and and like God connects with people in different ways so what what's working for me might not work for other people but I do think um, that's how I would encourage people you know so for some people it's maybe journaling you know and it's like just getting it all out on the page but as they're writing, actually, you know, the answers are coming. Yeah. You know, so something or you know something that you know spiritually is happening there, and you're yeah. you're like making that connection. Yeah. You know? and, and do you see that then? That so that spiritual word mm-hmm. I think is really important because do you see people with an interest in the spiritual, but not necessarily an interest in the church or in religion or whatever? Uh huh. So yeah. what's the difference? Uh huh. So. So for me, I actually I don't like to say that I'm religious, because I think sometimes there can be then this spirit over it of, you know, we need to follow rules, you know, we need to have the right theology, you know, it's like oh I I can't do these things until, you know, so there's like barriers then there's barriers to your relationship, yeah. um with your brothers and sisters around you, but also to God. So it's, you know, being, uh, I, it's like about, I, so I'd rather say that I was, you know, spiritual, encouraging people in their spirituality. Yeah. Um, because I think you can, I, I think when, because a lot of people have been hurt by church as well, yeah. you know, and so that as soon as you say that, they'll close down. But if you just talk to them about, you know, making connections, um, and how they can go about that, uh, they can do it themselves. They don't need, to, you know, they don't need to um, go to church. You know, they can be doing that themselves, like in the house or, you know, out in a walk or, you know, yeah. anywhere. And I suppose for folks carrying around those kind of hearts and stuff finding a way that they can engage spiritually in some way shape or form to be able to release those hearts mm-hmm. actually hugely improves how they feel yes. about themselves and about other people and about the world in general uh-huh yes yeah really really interesting so if 
and we ask this question to everybody that comes on our podcast. So if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing about our culture that would actually impact people's mental health for the for the good, that would make a huge yeah. positive impact, then what do you think that would be? What would you change? I would, um, from the time that kids are in nursery and then go into school, I would actually... Like, you get, like, RE, you know, and, like, religious education, you learn about different religions, but actually, I would have spiritual education, um, and I would be encouraging children, you know, to be able to connect, you know, to to the spirit, <laughs> you know? I would be getting them to be able to voice their feelings, um, and then how to do that. I would be encouraging them to, you know, learn massage, like when they're, they're little kids, you know, and be able to, you know, be able to understand each other and be able to, like, see that, you know, touch can be a, a healing thing. Um, but most importantly, that create a space and a culture where young people can really feel, say what they're feeling yeah. without judgment and without people trying to fix them, just for spaces to be able to express themselves. Um, like my son, he um, has experienced like mental health issues, you know, for actually since he was in school, and so it, it's something that I feel strongly about. Because even though this, these were things I was cultivating at home, he felt that actually, oh, I've, he's got to project a certain image, especially like as a young man. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, just getting on with things and, oh, I am tough and all the rest of it. Where actually we need we need people to be emotionally healthy yeah. and know that it's... And actually sometimes you don't need to just get on with things. Yeah. This was a phrase that my mum would always say to us when we were, we were young and that's probably what she was told whenever she was young. You know, it's like, oh, you've just got to get on with it. And you do, but actually it impacts you, it, you know, it causes you stress, it impacts your mental health, it impacts your physical health. You know, let's just, if we start, you know, people learning about their bodies and their minds and their their actual well-being, you know, their spiritual well-being since they were tiny, it just yeah. becomes normal. Yeah. You know, and then you've got actually whole people holistic people yep and we do in our culture separate greatly our physical from our emotional from our mental from our spiritual we we, we, we portion them all out don't we mm-hmm. and and actually as we see lots of the, the certainly the research now is showing how interconnected all of those things are you know if you hurt my body you'll hurt my mind and you'll hurt my, my spirit uh-huh. or if you and, and vice versa all mm-hmm. of those things and, and that's really what you're talking about isn't it yes aye yeah. uh-huh and just for people, you know, so if you understand that from a young age, yeah. you know, and I think as well, I think no matter what your religion is, you know, like whatever your faith is growing up, you know, that shouldn't interfere with that, you know, because, yeah. you know, God wants us to be whole, you yeah. know, wants us to be whole. But the, but we are different sides to ourselves, we are different parts of ourself you know mm-hmm. so the the physical and the spiritual and the and the um, emotional or the, or the 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 mental uh-huh. part of ourselves so we are all these parts yeah and how do they all work together you know what does that look like for us you did some stuff before didn't you because you did you you were trained in some holistic stuff before didn't yes you? Uh-huh, i was uh-huh. so whenever uh, whenever my son was 
Uh, well, actually, whenever I'd left school, I had I was in bands and I didn't quite know what I was doing, you know. And I had did some uh, holistic therapy, and then whenever I had my son, um, I would do I was doing that as well, you know. Um, and you must have seen the connection for folks then between kind of uh-huh. body and mind Aye. and spirit. Uh huh. Because yeah. what what was amazing was how, you know is you're touching people, you know, and you're releasing all yeah. this build-up yeah. and they're talking to you and you're, you're getting things yeah. that are, you know, it, it's this release of, like, things that have been repressed that has impacted on their, their physical bodies and also in their mental health. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there definitely is something about... How we encourage people to do that, and how we continue to encourage mm-hmm. people to do that, because you know, within the British culture, certainly within the Scottish culture, it's not well. We're not touchy feely, you know, Aye. and uh-huh. we'll just get on as you say. Aye. But in actual fact, perhaps we're reaping some of the consequences of that now as well, in terms of just getting on with stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye. So, um, just as we're coming to an end uh, on this, obviously, you know, you were still training through the pandemic and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been thinking, I've been thinking lots recently about the pandemic, and we've heard lots of negative stuff in terms of of pandemic life. Can you, you think of any gifts that the pandemic has brought? Uh, actually, for me, it was, it there was. Uh, it, I started to really appreciate what I had, mm. and. It was there was these joyful times of, especially like when we were in like you know the the really restricted lockdown, and you were only I was only going out to go to the stables and uh, walk the dogs, and the joy that I took in and that and also like whenever you seen people, the joy of seeing them, and and it just it made me, actually really appreciate, you know what I had in life yeah yeah, I think that's really interesting and I suppose that thing too of obviously you've talked and touched on it a wee bit already about the digital world and still being very much part of the digital world Uh but perhaps that realisation for most of us that we actually want more than seeing somebody in a screen we we actually want something that's face to face as well um, and what does that look like for us as we move forward because obviously the virtual world has opened up and we've got access to lots and lots and lots of stuff but for many of us we really miss the face to face stuff aye uh-huh aye because like i'm a i'm a real i'm a real extrovert you know that's where i get my energy from and see at the start of the the pandemic and the lockdown like actually not like the effect that it had on me to be actually not be able to link in with people and I was doing loads on Sanctuary First you know we would have coffee shops and you're you're seeing people but it wasn't the same I wanted to feel their energy and you can read them you know you can learn to read people online you know but you can't feel their energy and that for me was it was that that was the hardest thing. So for me now, it's like, oh, it's so beautiful and wonderful to actually be in rooms with people and just, oh, soak up that energy and just be like, oh, it's such a joy. Yeah, 
yeah, fabulous. <laughs> what a great place to leave it. <laughs> Thanks so much uh, for coming in and talking with me this afternoon. If folks want to get in touch with you and they want to find out a bit more about you or about White Inch, they mm-hmm. can do that via White Inch Church, yes? Yes, they can. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, so there's uh-huh. a, there is a church there's a White Inch Church Facebook page that is a public one mm-hmm. uh, and there's also the White Inch Church website that they can mm-hmm. get in touch with uh-huh. email addresses and, they can, and stuff uh, they can send a wee message there and they can also see me on Sanctuary First as well fabulous yes. so yes. on various platforms <laughs> yes. coming straight down a digital cable to you anywhere okay fabulous mm-hmm. thanks again we really really appreciate it um, thanks so much for joining us uh, we have appreciated Laura being here and we appreciate your company too and we hope to see you next time <laughs>